I got no clue where he is. Danny, where are you? I don't know. <laughs> we were supposed to start recording at 10. It's 10.52 right now. I don't know where he is. I, I don't know. Welcome to the NFFL podcast. This could be the shortest recording we've had in quite some time, because as I mentioned, I have no clue where my co-host is, and I did a decent amount of prognostication this week, so I uh, I don't feel like letting it sit by the wayside, uh, especially since I've had a rough evening and I need a little bit of uh, a little bit of venting to get some. Uh, Get some frustration off my chest. <laughs> so, uh, as I, you see me looking off my side of my screen here, I'm trying to figure out where Danny is. Uh, we were supposed to start recording at 10. It is now 10.53. I have not heard from him since 10.10. I have no clue where he is. I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, uh, don't have a lot on tap this week. Just going to look back at our final boring week, one of the most bland vanilla weeks I can remember in the uh, NFFL's history, and uh, look forward at uh, what the table is set for what could be a potential very interesting first round of playoffs. So uh, let's take a look back. If I can remember which song, we'll use this one. End of the regular season. I am not going to spend a lot of time on these because, as I said, this was probably the most boring week of NFFL action I can remember ever having. And it went exactly as the playbook dictated. And I can't think of anything that happened that wasn't... Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, here we go. Here's how it played out. Flutie Flakes at Bear Bunda. Seeding is the only thing that could have been changed in this one. That Everyone was locked in. The four people who weren't going to go in the playoffs were already out. The eight people who were in were already in. Seeding for the lower seas was really all that was at play here. So Flutie Flakes at Barabona. Flutie Flakes wins by 40. Normally, here's where I would put in my MVP for the game. But here's where I'm going to put my what the fuck move. <laughs> I told you I've got some frustrations tonight. Barabona. Now, this wouldn't have made a difference in the long run, but Trevor Lawrence on the bench. Granted, I don't know that I would have started Trevor Lawrence over uh, Josh Allen, but, you know, 
We all like to look back at the week after it's gone on. There you go. Night shift at Lance Manlove. Lance Manlove wins by 25. Now, for me to have had any shot at not winning the Pierce this year, I would have had to have beaten Lance Manlove and outscored uh, San Diego 8 by 140 points. What the fuck? T. Higgins goes down to a hamstring injury that actually, no, it did not happen the first play of the game. It happened in pregame warmups. We just didn't hear about it until after the game that it was pregame warmups. Dick. Uh, Corey Davis down to a concussion. Jeff Wilson, hip injury. Tony Jones, Pete Carroll is a massive knob. Tony Jones, by every metric and every report, was supposed to be the primary running back this week. And Pete Carroll decided just not to run the ball. And when he did, it was Homer that got the, the, got the call. Pete Carroll, you're a knob. <laughs> I don't think that even with those guys performing, had they really performed, I would have gotten 140 points over Rob that I would have needed. But still, that stings. Could have at least gotten a win out of it. <laughs> uh, game uh, number three, Jim Kelly hates cancer at roster guard 99. Game of the week. I need the animation. I'm going to do these more often. Jim Kelly wins by over 85 points. That is the whoop-ass victory of the week. Uh, congratulations. Going into those playoffs strong. Jim Kelly hates cancer. Uh, we'll give you an MVP player here. Uh, Jerry Judy finally showing some promise this year. Uh, eight for 73 for three touchdowns. Very nice. Very nice. That's kind of what I was hoping when I had him all season long. Well, half season long. Didn't do it for me then. Glad he finally did something for you there. <laughs> Glad he said something for the Broncos there. Uh, game number four, Gridiron Mafia, Johnny, fuck it. Gridiron Mafia took this one by 30. Like I said, every single one of these games went exactly how it was expected to go. No surprises. Uh, MVP, we'll give it to Gridiron Mafia. Number one defense on the week with 97.80 points. Uh, this is just a defensive steamrolling. Game number five, we're going to give the game. Yeah. Awful Waffles at Ninja Panthers. This almost was an upset. This was the most excitement we had this week. If not for Kyler Murray going down three plays into the game. I feel for you, Rev. I really do. Uh, Awful Waffles could have conceivably pulled the upset if not for Kyler going down early. Uh, this was a 28-point difference. Kyler very well could have made that up just throwing it to DeAndre Hopkins. He very easily could have put up 28 points plus. Oh, you hate to see it happen. I, I was pulling for it, and then... Anyway, and game number six, 
E-Town Asian. It's the last time I'm going to call that name this season. Unless we do a wrap-up episode. We'll see. Uh, visiting San Diego 8. E-Town Asian wins by 45. And here's your what the fuck call. San Diego 8. I feel for you too. David Carr, Nick Chubb, Foster, Leave Me on the Island of Moreau, and MVS scored less than David and Joku. All four of these guys combined, less than David and Joku. That's a quarterback, one of the best running backs in the league, a fill-in tight end, but still usually good for four for 40 and a touchdown. And uh plug-in receiver on a prairie, pretty stable offense. Less than a tight end in Cleveland with Voldemort throwing to him. I feel for you, Rob. But hey, not too much because you didn't win the Pierce. <laughs> All right, so... That's it for week 14. That's week for the regular season. We're done with the regular season. Four of us can watch from the sidelines. Don't forget, you can actively work the labor line. We don't block it. Remember, the four of us, we can play spoiler with the waiver wires if we really want to be sneaky. We can grab guys to hold on to for next season. But uh, let's take a look at some of our offensive guys. Uh, our top studs in the week. Let's start off with our quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence uh, sitting on the bench was our number one quarterback on the week for Bear Bunda, just over 47 points. Jalen Hurts, number two, 40 and a half points for Apple Waffles. Jared Goff, 39 points even for night shift. <sighs> Russell Wilson, free agent, even going down with concussion. He finally has a good game in the season finale. Uh, 38.14 points and Kirk captain, Kirk cousins on the bench, 36.80 points. Oh uh, yeah. Top running backs this week, Jarek McKinnon and his two touchdowns out of nowhere. And really nice one on that first one too. Bear Buna's nightmare, 28.90 points. Christian McCaffrey, 28.30 points for Apple waffles. Mike Sanders, Mike. No, that's miles. My bad. Miles Sanders. Johnny, fuck it, 28 points. Austin Eckler, 20.40 points for Flutie Flakes. And James Conner, 20.40 points for Awful Waffles. Doing pretty good this year as long as he stays healthy. Top wide receivers, the aforementioned Jerry Judy leads us off at number one, 29.30 points for Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Justin Jefferson, number two, 27.80 points for E-Town Asian. Jamar Chase, 23.50 points for Lance Manlove. Tyree Kill, 22.10 points for Johnny Puckett. And also, number five wide receiver, Mike Williams, 20.60 points for Johnny. Now, there's no one here to play who's that top tight end this week. Yeah, still nothing. So, I'll just give them to you. Evan Ingram. <laughs> Who, by the way, Evans had like three good games this year. Evan Ingram is the number one tight end this week, 33.70 points. 
Year to date, Evan Ingram is the number five tight end in our league with 108.90 points. Oh, so who's got that proposal for tight ends this week, uh, this year, the uh, uh, the winter meetings? Uh, Shigazim Akankwo. Um, I'm butchering that name. I know. For Jim Kelly, it's cancer, 15 and a half points. David and Joku, 15.20 points for E-Town. Dalton, Dr. Schultz, 13.30 points for Lance Manlove. And Jeff Driscoll who was a free agent and was picked up by uh, Chuck because Jeff is actually a quarterback who for some reason has tight end availability. Uh, I believe he played a little tight end of preseason, but he's playing Houston tight end and they're platooning him at quarterback because Davis Mills is not the answer there. And uh, what's his butt was not the answer either. <laughs> And Lovey Smith has nothing to lose because they suck this year. Uh, top kickers, Kaimi Fairbairn is back, 16 points. Free agent, Eddie Pinheiro, 30, 13, not 30, 13.80 points for Roster Guard 99. Riley Patterson, 13 points even. Free agent, also free agent, Jake Elliott at 12 points. And Michael Badgley, 12 points for Ninja Panthers. On the defensive side of the ball, We've got Marcus Jones, 23 and a half points and a free agent. We've also got Jalen Petre, Awful Waffles, 18.80 points. This dude's been very reliable. You'll hear him later. Well, you'll hear his name come up later. Trayvon Smith, 18.80 points, free agent. And number four and number five are also free agents. Eric Rowe at 18 points and Andrew Wingard at 17.40 points. Our top defensive linemen. Brandon Graham at 27.40 points, free agent. Flutie Flakes had the number two at Miles Garrett at 22 points even. Greg Rousseau, Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, 19.20 points. And our last two top defensive linemen, Christian Wilkins at 18 points and AJS Epenisa at 17.20 points, were both free agents as well. And our linebackers this week. All but one are on teams. Josie Jewell, 29.20 points. Flutie Flakes. Logan Wilson, 27.80 points. Gridiron Mafia. Dre Greenlaw. Oh, Dre. Hold on. Dre Greenlaw. Also for Gridiron Mafia, 27 points. Josh Yuki. Yush. I don't remember how we settled on that one. Free agent at 25.20 points. And Roquan Smith, 21.20 points for Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Now for our all uh, uh, all, all NFFL team this week. Telnet, Trevor Lawrence, Jarek McKinnon, Austin Eckler, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, Tyler Lockett, and Chi Okonkwo. Throw in Derek Henry in the flex with Eddie Pinheiro, Roquan Smith, Greg Russo, Cody Barton, Legereus Sneed, Miles Garrett, and Josie Jewell. Gives you a 344.06 points. Not too shabby. For Sparsy, Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders, Jamar Chase, Tyree Kill, Mike Williams, Evan Ingram, James Conner, Michael Badgley, Dre Greenlaw, Willie Gay. 
Jerome Baker, Jalen Petre, Quinnen Williams, and Logan Wilson for th- Wilson. I think I had an M in there for 360.14 points. That's a pretty good deal there. So since we're at the end of the season, let's see who <laughs> who had the best all NFL team for Telnet year to date. Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey, uh, regular season, Nick Chubb, Tyler Bass, Nick Bolton, Zaire Franklin, Julian Love, Legereus Sneed, Nick Bosa, and Roquan Smith combined for 3,309.92 points. That's 3,309.92 points. Now for Sparcy, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup. Man, this dude has not played for almost half a season, and he's still one of the top receivers for this half of the league. <laughs> Amari Cooper, TJ Hawkinson, Tony Pollard, Justin Tucker, Jordan Brooks, Rashawn Evans, CJ Mosley, Derwin James Jr., Max Crosby. I got one guy on there. And Foye Alukun. For 3156.35, that is 3156.35. Yes, on the fly, that's around 150 more points that Telnet scored than Sparcy did. So very close. Very, very close. Yes, uh, there's a lot of good end of year stuff here. Uh, only three teams overperformed their projections this season during the regular season. Gridiron Mafia, Flutie Flakes, and Lance Man Love. You're the only three teams that overperform your projections. And Lance, you didn't even get a full two points over your projections on the year. Meanwhile, I was 187.59 points under projections. So who am I to talk? <laughs> I was also dead last in overall points. But hey, I wasn't dead last in defensive points, so <laughs> suck it, Danny. You were. <laughs> I gotta find my joy somewhere. All right, so that's enough of the good guys. Let's do the poopers. The brown note, you Yeah. Um. Yeah, we got some poopers this week, like Tyler It Hurts When I Pee, Higby, Devin Dingleberry, Dak Prescott, Michael Gallops to the Bathroom, Saquon Barkby, Jamal Williams. It's just not as much fun when I'm by myself. It really isn't. Mark Andrews, Jalen Waddles Like a Duck, Josh. Yes, Josh. I'm calling you out because you started Joey Sly while he's on a bye. You had the play for, and you still started a guy in a bye. <laughs> Derek broken down car, Gabe Davis, Nick Chubb, Oy. Foster Moreau had himself a goose. 
Where's my goose? There we are. Marcus Gel Veldis Scatling, Stefan Diggs, Darius Slayton, Latavius Murray, George Shittle, Travis, watch out for that ETN, PP Lamb, DJ Moore, T. Higgins also had himself a goose. And yes, he's injured, but I'm putting him here because he was injured before the game and still walked out on the turf. Uh did I say DJ Morgue? Yeah. Tony Jones Jr. Practically a goose. Pete Carroll, you knob. I'm going to give you a goose, too. What a fart. Oh, you suck. And if I can find it, diarrhea. <laughs> Kenyon Drake, Michael Carter, and welcome back, Amari Pooper. On defense, not as many on defense and special teams. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Dexter Lawrence, Dietrich Wise Jr., Nick Bosa, and Javon Hargrave. I don't think he's going to show up. Now, uh, before we get into the playoffs team matchups, playoff matchups, I want to take a moment and remember those who are not going to be with us for the duration of the playoffs. Those stud typically stud players who will not be able to take the turf in the nffl in between the goalposts between the sidelines however you would put it on offense quarterback tua tungavailoa or justin fields neither will see the field wide receivers justin jefferson jalen waddle t higgins Jamar Chase or Amari sometimes Cooper. Running backs Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Jonathan Taylor. None of these offensive stars will be with us in the playoffs this season. On defense, linebackers Frankie Luvu, Isaiah Simmons. Eric Kendricks, defensive lineman Nick Bosa, and Max Crosby. Defensive backs Jordan Love and Buda Baker. None of these hardworking men will be in the playoffs this year, resting comfortably at home because their owners suck that hard. And that's it. <laughs> Guys, it's quarter after 11 and I'm tired. <laughs> All right. So let's get ourselves excited for the playoffs. Let's look around one. I'm just going to walk by position, tell you what I think. Uh, I'm going to start with our first matchup of number one Gridiron Mafia taking on the number eight seed Ninja Panthers. Now, according to Yahoo this afternoon, Gridiron Mafia is a projected victor by about 13 points. For offense, uh, it's a push. I'm giving a slight edge to Ninja Panthers and Captain Kirk Cousins. Slight. For wide receiver, 
uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta bring up the actual matchup here. So I'm gonna have this here. <laughs> uh, for wide receivers, um, there's a better floor on Ninja Panther's side uh, with Juju Smith-Schuster, Curtis Samuel, uh, Hodgins for the Giants. Their floor is just a little more dependable. But the chances to go off, the boom is a, a lot more possible with Devonta Smith, Zay Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and even Donovan Peoples-Jones over on uh, Gridiron Mafia's side. So probably would have to give that edge to Gridiron Mafia. Running back, I like Aaron Jones for Gridiron Mafia. I do worry about Ramondre's health. He got the ankle issue. He came back, but adrenaline will do a lot for you in the moment. So monitor that one. And there's no one on the bench behind them that excites me. On the other side, the Ninja Panthers Dallas duo of uh, Pollard and Zeke going up against Jacksonville. Pretty solid. Swift's a little bit iffy, but uh, you know there's virtually nothing there behind him either. And you know, if he gets a few touches and he turn it into a pretty nice gain or pop it into the end zone against New York. A uh, slight edge to Ninja Panthers, the running back position. Tight end, neither one of these is something to write home about. Help write home about. Slight edge to the hawk strap for the Great Iron Mafia. On defense, linebackers will push all the way. I give the slight edge to Gridiron Mafia simply for the sack possibility with Matthew Judon. He's the one that sets him over at the top there. For defensive back, Elliott versus the Jets should get more action for Ninja Panthers than Thompson on Arizona does. And for defensive linemen, Chandler Jones all the way for me for Ninja Panthers. I just, yeah, give me that one. DeForest Buckner, he hasn't really done much this season, and Minnesota's probably going to do a pretty decent job of not letting him get too much done this week. Kicker, I expect more field goal attempts from Badgley for Ninja Panthers. I, <laughs> I'm calling for an upset alert. I'm picking Ninja Panthers to to upset uh, our number one seed, Great Air Mafia. Take that what you will. <laughs> our number two seed, Flutie Flakes, is going to take on number seven seed, Johnny Fuckett. Um, uh, Flutie Flakes is projected to win by 24 points as of this afternoon. As of right now... Uh, yeah, it hasn't really changed much. <laughs> In fact, if anything, it's about 26 points now. On offense, quarterbacks are both going to flow, are both going to throw. You've got Gino, or no, oh, that's why. <laughs> you got Deshaun starting now instead of Gino. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, Deshaun is projected to have more points than Gino. Okay. 
Uh, we got Deshaun going into or having Baltimore coming to him. It's very possible if if the rust is gone, Deshaun could be very good with uh, some nice base floor running. And Dak, hmm. I don't know. I just don't think Dak will need to do as much throwing, whether it's Gino or Deshaun on the other side. Um, but of the three, Deshaun probably has the most risk of turnovers. At wide receiver, they're both pretty solid wide receiver cores, but give me that give me that fucking Flutie Flakes wide receiver stud core all day. Uh, I played against them two weeks ago. Amon Ross St. Brown, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Christian Watson. These were will tear up Johnny Bucket. D.K. Metcalf. Yeah. Oh, wow. They changed their icon. Snow is now a big red snowflake. It wasn't earlier. D.K. Metcalf will be all right, but it's San Francisco. Uh, Hollywood Brown. You got a backup quarterback, and he didn't do much with uh, Colt. For those few weeks, he was subbing already. Uh, <laughs> Tyreek Hill is hobbled as it is. So you got to watch him. And Mike Williams, Mike Williams would be good. Going up against Tennessee's defense, he'll be good. Uh, running back, it's a push. Both have a stud and a potential dud starting. Austin Eckler, yes. ETN, uh, no. Especially against Dallas, I, I would be scared. Miles Sanders, eh. David Montgomery, sure. <laughs> I guess maybe that's the way I wrote it, or maybe the other way around. Maybe it was Miles Sanders and David Montgomery. I don't know. Either way, uh, it's push it running back, maybe a slight edge to Flutie Flakes. Tight end, even on a bad day, give me Travis Kelsey over Tyler Higby. Yeah. On defense, these defenses on the year are... 0. 0.60 points apart on the year. That's it. That's all that separates them on the year. Linebacker, I slightly more trust in Johnny Fuckett's linebacker core. I also give a slight edge to them at defensive back, but a defensive line, give me Miles Garrett over um, Demarcus Lawrence, or not Demarcus, over Dexter Lawrence. Uh, Dexter has showed some promise, but if he's not getting a sack, he's really not doing much. He needs the sack. And going up against Washington, not that they're fantastic, but well, I, I don't know that I've really. There's hope. There's hope for him. He did it last time against Washington, but. Miles Garrett against backup in Baltimore against Baltimore. Yeah, I'll take that one. And uh kicker, kicker, yeah, kicker. Uh give the slightest to Justin Tucker. Flutie Flakes is taking this one. Sorry. That's how it is. Matchup number three. Number three seed awful waffles. Taking on the number six seed bear boond is nightwit nightwear, nightmare. <laughs> This is going to be our toilet bowl game of the first round of playoffs, as I'm anticipating. 
Waffle Waffles, as of this afternoon, is a projected winner by, oh, 34, 36 points, something like that. It's about 34, 34 points now. At quarterback, it's a push on paper, uh, but in reality, with the way Josh has Josh Allen has been playing, it's probably Jalen that takes this one in a head-to-head competition. Wide receiver, awful waffles is not scary to me, like Flutie Flakes is, but they're stronger than Bear Boondas, uh, a wide receiver core. Running back, awful waffles has got Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, and uh, McKinnon, or uh, James Conner going up against against Jarek McKinnon and Corderell Patterson. Yeah, which one are you going to take? Yeah, give me off the waffles there. Tight end, it's a push. Kittle, Kittle's narrative right now. Right now, he's been hurt by playing with his with his quarterback. But Mister Irrelevant could be not playing this week. We could be looking at Josh Johnson starting for the Niners this week. Yes, Josh Johnson. Um. On the other side, Evan Ingram has two weeks of stud-level production and is, I already mentioned him, number five this week, or number five overall, number one this week. Flip a coin this one. It's a push. Defense, uh, special teams, awful waffles is a lot stronger um, with Patrick Queen in the lineup at at linebacker. But I give it to Bear Boonda. They're just a little bit better at linebacker. Defensive back Petrie has the much better track record starting uh, this season and a better matchup for Awful Waffles. Defensive line, this is a push. There's absolutely no edge to either player here this week. Uh, Let me bring it up here. Uh, You got Brian Burns in Carolina going up against Pittsburgh in Carolina. And you've got Javon Hargrave going up against Chicago at Chicago. I can write a narrative for both of them. But, yeah. On paper, it's Brian. But in reality, I don't know. It's probably Brian, but yeah. Kicker to push. Slight edge to bass, but push. Uh, awful Waffles is advancing this one. Yeah, they're leaving Bear Boonda in the dust. And our final matchup this week of the first round of the playoffs. It's going to be Jim Kelly Hates Cancer at the number four seed, taking on the number five seed, Roster Guard 99. Currently... Uh, Jim Kelly hates cancer is produced to bow or produced predicted to be bowing out of the playoffs early by losing by about nine points, give or take. These two teams have been separated by about 25 points all season long, period. At the end of the season, only 25 points total separated them. Uh, quarterback, Justin Herbert gets my nod for Jim Kelly hates cancer. Wide receiver, Jim Kelly hates cancer, also gets a slight nod for me. Tyler Lockett, Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman Jr. Yes, Jerry's not going to get three touchdowns again. No, 
Tyler is going to be the better performer between him and DK Metcalf for Seattle going up against San Francisco. They're at home. Lockett will be the better performer of the two. Michael Pittman at Minnesota. Yeah, he should eat. Meanwhile, you got Devontae Adams against New England. Uh, who knows what's going to show up in, for the Raiders this week? Christian Kirk has not been the most reliable of Jacksonville's receivers lately. And really, Garrett Wilson is the only dependable option I see in those in that receiver core right now. At running back, uh, you've got a weak week for running back here. <laughs> uh, for Jim Kelly hates cancer, you got Isaiah Pacheco at Houston and Saquon Barkley, who may or may not be nursing a neck injury. Uh, he's been practicing this week, at least as as a Wednesday. Um, you've also got Deontay Foreman slotted in at uh, the flex position uh, against a uh, 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 Steelers defense that can be run on. Meanwhile, you've got Joe Mixon and Javante Williams, or Jamal Williams, Javante. Wow, no, that's not, <laughs> he's not playing. Joe Mixon and Jamal Williams over Costaway. Oh, yeah. Slight, slight edge to Jim Kelly's cancer only because of Pacheco. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Um, and because he has three versus two. <laughs> I I had to make a note of that. It's in my notes. Uh, tight end roster guard 99 gets the nod for starting two tight ends instead of one. None of them screams start me. But um, if Jim Kelly hates cancer, throws Jeff Driscoll in at his starting tight end instead of Taysom Hill, then he'll get the nod for me. Then again, maybe Taysom Hill is a better tight end option. I don't fucking know. <laughs> They're both quarterback tight end hybrids right now. Oh, defense special teams. This could be where the game is, is decided because on the season, Jim Kelly hates cancer, outperformed roster guard 99 by about 80 points on the season in defense. That's not a lot week to week, but on the season, that's that's a decent de amount of points. Linebacker, Jim Kelly gets a slight nod with Smith and Ellis and possibly Ernest Jones. Uh, when I when I plotted this out and looked at my notes, Jones was sitting on the bench, but he's been very productive for the Rams, and he's he's a plug and play player for defensive back, Legarius Sneed. Uh, do I need to say any more? I, I like Kevin Byard and what he's done in his career, but he has not done much this season for points. Defensive line, Jim Kelly's cancer, Young or Rousseau, you got both on the roster. Either one is a better option than Dietrich Wise in my book. New England's defensive line is not doing a whole lot this season, and Dietrich is definitely one of those that's not doing a whole lot. If he doesn't get a sack, he does not do much at all. Seems to be a seed this year for defensive linemen, unfortunately. Kicker. 
<sighs> Nick Folk gets a slight nod. If only for narrative sake, I guess. <laughs> Technically, this is an upset call because I'm taking Jim Kelly hates cancer to get the upset. I'm picking them to win, and technically they're they're projected to not win. So technically it's an upset. So here's my picks. I'm picking Jim Kelly hates cancer. I'm picking awful waffles. I'm picking Flutie Flakes. I am picking Ninja Panthers. That's right. Two upsets, two not. So that is your week one episode of the NFFL podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I made it through entirely. Uh, I still have not heard from Danny. I have no clue where you are, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses and uh, check out Redbubble, uh, bit.ly slash NFFL. Nellis, oh, it's bit.ly slash Nellis NFFL. Get your slag on. I'll see you next week. Maybe.